Let's spell a song so you can sing along with my special guest star for two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me is a very special guest. Usually she's my Riverdale correspondent, but we're branching off in the Riverdale averse. I don't know the name. Riverdale. River Riververse? Archieverse. Archieverse. It's Ashley Evans, everyone. It's me. And we're here to talk about. The Katie Keene musical episode! Yay! <laughs> Season one, episode six, Kiss of the Spider Woman. It was mm-hmm. written by the creator Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. You got it closer than I've ever gotten it. He also created uh, Riverdale, and I believe he created Sabrina, The Chilling Adventures mm-hmm. of Sabrina as well. Uh, music by John Kander, lyrics by Fred Ebb, which I did not know. Kander <laughs> and Ebb. I did not know this Kander and Ebb episode. It was directed by Gregory Smith, premiered March 19th, 2020. And according to IMDb, get ready. Gloria is putting pressure on Katie to design a wedding dress that would be career changing for her. Jorge wants to keep pushing his career forward, so he decides to put on a show. Josie is frustrated that nothing has come from her EP party. Meanwhile, Pepper turns to Alexander and Zandra. Zandra, ooh, yes, Zandra, because her name is Alexandra. Sorry, let me Mm -hmm. rephrase that. Meanwhile, Pepper turns to Alexander and Zandra for an investment opportunity. I I mean that's a better synopsis than the Riverdale synopsis people come up with at all. Like, well, because they're talking about the four main characters, where Riverdale has six, seven, six, twenty. We got the, we got the core four. Yeah. And then Cheryl. Uh huh. Is Kevin count? I mean, Kevin, Kevin counts for me. That's true. And now you got Tongs. We have we have Tongs. Those that's two people, and then we had Josie for a while, but now she moved to Katie Keene. So, Katie Keene, for those of you who don't know, she had like a soft premiere, if that's the right term, on Riverdale, <laughs> like a little crossover episode. Yeah, where she's where friends. She was with there. Veronica, friends with Veronica, and then once this season was over and they got canceled which is upsetting and i'm putting a pin in that because i want to talk about it katie keen characters are starting to cross over well at least ko crossed over onto riverdale and zandra and zandra you're right sorry andrew was in the pussycats episode that is correct not alexander just zandra just zandra but yeah i have a feeling we may see more of them because now i think katie keen was supposed to take place during the time jump Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is why when in season five of riverdale josie goes back she talks about new york as the past so yes so everything that happened in the events of katie keen has already happened by the time the pussycats episode airs oh the time jump we should say airs yeah so 
Well, how do you feel about Katie Keene as a show? As a show, I'm really disappointed that this was canceled so early. First of all, just because Lucy Hale is wonderful. And I just, I feel really bad that every time she does a show, it goes on for one season and she's really good in it, but there's not enough audiences. And then they cancel it because she's really good. She's a good actress. She can sing. Like, I I think she's great. I don't know if it's because of the audience numbers or covid or both because i I do know that it was an expensive show to make uh, because of the wardrobe alone and the people well yeah but like the costumes they're wearing they're wearing Uh, labels so they are wearing labels it's a lot of money well even though it's you know not real label because it's like lazies it's like moochie or something (laughs) guy lamentania instead of oscar de la renta but I feel like there was more to tell. They had such great chemistry. They had great mm-hmm. stories. I think the acting is better. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not an actor problem. I think it's it's like one of those things where like the Riverdale actors, and I'm going to be comparing this to Riverdale the whole time, by the way. Um, great. I would hope so. But the actors on Riverdale are good actors, but their source material is like we've said in past episodes, written with predictive text, basically. So like Katie Keene, I feel like, yes, there are some moments that are not super realistic. If you're thinking about like how hard it is to survive as a 20 something in New York in an artsy career. But then again, it's like way more grounded than Riverdale. So like the characters and the stories are a bit believable. And they live in a large, like two bedroom apartment. Granted, Jorge yeah. doesn't really have to With pay it. rent because he his parents own it. But like, it's 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 a little bit like a little Friends, a little Sex in the City. Obviously, Riverdale mm-hmm. because of the it's it, it's a spinoff, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's the true New York City TV show fantasy. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't get the chance to get bonkers like Riverdale, which I'm very upset yeah. with. So. Save save Katie Keene. I mean, I have a feeling it, it just happened. Hashtag save Katie Keene. Hashtag save Katie Keene. It just happened. We can have a new season in 2022. You know, just saying. Just saying. They do time jumps all the time. They can even act like time passed if they film another season. Or they could the do a, a, pre- a prequel season. You know, like they like talked about... The relationships, but like maybe when they're in college, because they're supposed to be like twenty five ish. Yeah, yeah. So I've a fe- I think Pepper's older than all of them. I I got that feeling. I don't even want to talk about Pepper. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> well, this is the Veronica Lodge of Katie Keene for me. Uh, I mean, she gets better. She gets her. Go- uh, come up and send every spoiler alert, everyone. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. spoiler she gets her, she gets her come and everything, but like, I don't mind her. I think I, think- I, I, I think I like her because, uh, unlike Camilla, Camilla or Camilla, she doesn't have the dead eyes, so she's no dead more eyes. expressive. So. I think she's adorable. Like Julia Chen, the actress is adorable. And I think she does a great job at playing the character that is written. But I just think 
the character is, that's written is awful. It's like she's like the Tahani Ajamil of Katie Keene. Who's Tahani like Ajamil? From The Good Place. Oh, duh. I thought you were saying an actress. No, uh, what is her name? Oh my God. I'm drawing a blank. Jamila. Jim, Jamia Jim, Jamil? Jamila. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. But yeah, she is she is that character, which but like, is Tahani's a certain funny. taste. Right. And Pepper, it just never hits with me. I know whenever we do musical episodes, you're very knowledgeable about the show that they're referencing. <laughs> is that the case for Kiss of the Spider Woman? No. <laughs> Have you, did you read the synopsis of Kiss of the Spider yes. Woman? Yeah. Okay, so quick rundown. Let me pull up Wikipedia just so I have it. (laughs) Kiss of the Spider-Woman is about uh, Melina, which is a character they talk about that Mm -hmm. Jorge didn't want to play, who is a gay window dresser, put in prison in Argentina. And he fantasizes about a vampy diva named Aurora, the Mm Spider-Woman. And then... um, it's all about him and his cellmate trying to survive prison. And I'm just like, why did we pick this show? I That's don't understand. What I said, I said, I'm gonna be honest. Like, this is a situation where I was not familiar with the source material beforehand. Like I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. I'm not familiar with the music and the storyline just like really does not pique my interest. I mean, it won Tony's, so it, it was for someone. It did. But- I mean, uh, uh- I mean, it started on the West End in nine. Well, no, sorry. It opened on the West End in 92 after a failed workshop at SUNY Purchase, of all places, Ooh. in 1990. And then it went to Toronto in June 1992. And then it opened on Broadway in 1993, closing in, ni- in 1995. And it won seven Tony Awards. Seven Tonys. And it won uh, the 1993 Olivier for Best Lighting Design. So mm-hmm. it's great. Like, it won Best Musical, Best book best original score best leading actor and actress best featured actor and best costume design so impressive that is impressive seven tonys about two years a little over two years on broadway pretty good i wish that i was more interested in it like i tried i listened to this the whole soundtrack and i gotta give riverdale the point on this one for choosing musicals that interest me more (laughs) I'm going to give a negative mark for Roberto, the writer, because it's not Tessa. We need a Tessa. I was like, where is Tessa? Tessa wasn't here. Tessa, I I know you're listening because we've talked about you a lot. Um, What happened? Why didn't you jump over to Katie Keene for the musical episode? Roberto, you have your musical writer. A flat for the absence of Tessography. Tessa, no Tessography. Um... But I was just like, so why did we pick this show out of all of them? I mean, I get it. Anything. I, get, I, I get it. They could have done the rent that I've been shouting that Riverdale uh, is going to do. But I mean, inter- like when they did the performance, the performances mm-hmm. with Jorge as his drag alter ego, I got it. Well, but Jorge's I was my just, favorite. So. Like I got why they picked it for those moments, but for the rest of the episode, I was like, I don't get this. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I said that I really would have preferred if this was a Jorge-centric episode, which heavily featured Francois for obvious reasons. Love Francois. Um, 
and Francois is like mentoring Jorge to put on his show because they're number one, they're easily the best voices in this episode. And maybe yes. we have a little bit of Josie mixed in because she's in the industry. And honestly, I thought this music suited Josie a lot better than like anything else that they that, to make her do. The titular song Kiss of the Spider Woman that they do mm-hmm. is beautiful. So good. So good. It, everything was beautiful about that. I also really liked Ooh, dressing them up. Is that the one that Francois Dressing sings? them up. <laughs> no idea how that fits into Kiss of the Spider Woman. No idea if that really is part of Kiss of the Spider Woman, but. I can tell you. Oh. I can tell you. So the reason that um, they put it in is because uh, Melina, the character, the main character in Kiss of the Spider Woman, is a window dresser. And that was his job before he went to prison. So. They're like, well, Francois a window dresser, so let's just like implement this into the storyline. But it actually worked. Like, you know how sometimes in Riverdale, they're like, oh, I remember when we went skiing. Uh-huh. I miss the mountain. Like this, yep. this was actually a justification that I'm like, oh, this was not a stretch. This was actually very clever. That's why. Yeah, and it was great because you know it's like a makeover montage and everything. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um a lot of the other ones i'm like i don't understand why you picked this no which is why like if this was a jorge centric episode so they show like with him and josie and doing the performance and maybe francois doing some stuff in there and it was just them kind of like the pussycats episode of riverdale how it was mainly the pussycats singing like it wasn't for the rest of the cast to sing it was just those characters if they did that with this and then chose to do a different episode of the season that featured the whole cast i think that would have worked in their favor because i feel like the females especially really struggled with this vocal material because like we can't be cheetah rivera when we're in our 20s and early 30s like we just can't true and even with Daphne Rubin Vega, love her. I love her. Yep. It was a little like, ooh, what? Well, she could have, honestly, if they wanted to feature her at all, they could have scrapped that whole song that they had her do because it was like the cheer up Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory of this episode. You just like fast forward <laughs> through it because you're like, I'm bored. But like, she's got <laughs> Cheetah Rivera energy where she's got, yes. like, she's the best when she's belty. She's the best out tonight or carnival de barrio from in the heights like oh my god yeah yeah Yeah. they would have had that and had her do that song that fucking pepper does like maybe she's just like son you have to follow what i do and then she sings Mm -hmm. that instead of whatever they made her sing it would have been so much better but they made pepper sing it so i actually downloaded the soundtrack for season one Mm-hmm. So outside of this episode, all the other mm-hmm. songs that they do, there's 24 songs in this oh, wow. season. Well, because you have uh, Ashley Murray, Josie, mm-hmm. uh, you need to feature her a lot more. And then Johnny uh, Beauchamp, oh Beauchamp. Beauchamp, who plays Jorge. Jorge's my favorite. You have two people who are performers and a lot of them, a lot of the songs are theirs. But like, you know, sometimes Lucy Hale joins or somebody else joined lucy hale was done dirty this episode yeah she got it was a weird episode for her because like okay so her storyline throughout the entire season is basically the devil wears prada i they and they don't hide the fact that that's their storyline but i mean she's there 
telling her boss, I don't feel comfortable doing this, even mm-hmm. though, so it felt like IMDb made her story, the A storyline and Jorge's story, the B storyline, but, but it's so wrong. I feel like they're both like the A stories because there I was think- a lot of emphasis on her, but also on his show. I could have just so done without her storyline in this episode. Like I, they could have taken a break and picked it up without music in a different episode because like every time Lucy Hale is like having a spider woman moment, they show Patricia dressed up as the spider woman and it just looks like sad Beetlejuice. And I'm just like, not into it. I'm like, please bring back Jorge or like give Lucy like good things to do in this episode. Cause she can sing girl has right. been haunted forever and they they did not give her anything good to work with. She has like a little bit of singing and dressing them up and it's way low in her range. And I'm like, no, man, like she's got. Allegedly, she sings the prologue reprise, a reprise yeah. of the prologue, which I don't even remember. I think it was like a few lines, if that. It's like, like an ethereal overlay when Saddle Beetlejuice shows up. But like in the rest of the season she's got a few songs she sings my strongest suit as one yeah, of she's them she's great in that yeah um she's got she's got a bunch of other things so i'm just like why vi- why this one are you having her take a back seat for yeah. example okay so you were recently on to- we were talking about next to normal right there yeah. were a few songs that were not centered around the cooper family mm-hmm. um which I feel like Lucy Hale, I don't know the, the rest of the song from Kiss of the Spider Woman, but I feel like Lucy Hale should have had her own solo moment besides the prologue. For yes, God. 100%. I don't know what would fit her. I mean, again, I still don't feel like this show would fit, the Kiss of the Spider Woman fit the needs of Katie Keene, the show. Um, it's a coat of paint for a different wall oh my god you and that quote i love it you brought it back it's 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 jorge's wall and we're all just looking at it but like i don't know if even jorge would like kiss of the spider woman as a character like oh i think he would i think he would but i don't i don't know i i wish Mm, like i think he was great i think It was shitty when he was doing his fucking thing in the beginning and like people got up and left right in the middle of the song. I'm like, yeah, how rude. People don't like shows sometimes, but nobody gets up right in the middle of a fucking song. You leave it intermission. Yeah. You you respect the performance and you leave it intermission quietly. And like, what order are they doing the show in? Because that song is like halfway through the soundtrack in Spider-Woman. So like... I don't know if maybe he's doing it out of order or maybe that's why they left because they're like diehard Spider-Woman fans and they're like, no, blasphemy. We gotta leave. <laughs> but but like, yeah. oh, so do you think Jorge's original concept of him playing both Molina and the Spider-Woman would have worked? I think that Jorge has a really good idea with the whole like duality between Molina and the Spider-Woman, but I think that should have been the focal point of his show so like maybe like kind of like song selections from spider-woman just like going between the two of them because if you're gonna do the whole show there's other characters in kiss of the spider-woman there's a whole ass other character that is very important to the story um 
Yeah, the the his inmate, the inmate, uh, yeah. his roommate, and they have a love story. So it's like I don't know how you're doing that with you and the Spider Woman, and then like other character. So like either use Francois or just do a song cycle drag show. Well, because it's going to Broadway. Oh right. <laughs> and then you need another character. We need that, Francois. That killed me whenever they were like when the show when this show goes to Broadway, and I'm like. Do drag shows go to Broadway? Uh, <laughs> well, drag shows are great. Don't get me wrong. I love them, but like... I... Was it supposed to be a drag show or was it supposed to be a show show? I thought it was supposed to be like a downtown off-Broadway show at a drag bar. I think it was at a drag bar. So I just figured it was like a feature slot. Well, wasn't it where also... he did like songs from it. Or, or was it supposed to be at Pepper's... The pepper plant, oh, you know, her plant. her artist. The pepper plant. It took me forever to understand what, what that meant until it happened. Like when it happened, I was like, oh, like an artist, not colony, but like an artist's exhibition where it's like art, music, dance, acting, singing, everything. All of the things. All of the things. All of the things. But yeah, I just felt like everyone was a little delusional about this is going to Broadway. And I'm like, that's, I know we all watch smash and we think that's how it happens, but it, that's how it works. It doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Good God. Oh my God. The show is so weird. And I'm very upset. Roberto, Roberto, what are you doing? Are you putting all of your, why are you putting all of your stock in Riverdale? Like Katie Keene could have had a second season. Katie Keen is a better, arguably, quote, better show than Riverdale. But yeah. Riverdale is a more bonkers show. Well, so did Riverdale's first season, I, I'm going to go on record, it was the strongest season. Oh, Because yeah. it was bonkers light. It was still bonkers. <laughs> it was light bonkers. It was diet bonkers. But like that whole Twin Peaks vibe and everything, great. I feel like the same thing could be said about the 13 episodes or whatever of Katie Keene. Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. it's a great first season. CW, what are you doing? You put out garbage every year. Like, pick this up again. There are so many superhero shows. Netflix, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Hashtag save Lucy Hell. Uh, HBO Max, because that's what this is on. What are you doing with your life? Just pick it up. It give it a second season like just give it a second season another 13 episodes i would just want to see another season see how they do it season two maybe mm-hmm. do another musical episode mm-hmm. and we go from there mm-hmm. that's just me and my wants though nobody cares about them unless it's tessa williams. Tessa, tessa, williams tessa does tessa tessa talk this to roberto <laughs> interesting that there was no tessography in especially in the song that pepper sings but there was like actual dancing and i was like but but i need tessography in this song and then there were hair whips and i was like okay okay like, hair yeah, whips here we go here we go i loved that the ensemble the dancer ensemble was just the two guys because it kind of made it feel a little special like it felt like a musical episode you know what i mean like they they actually danced and they didn't just like stand and touch their chests and like wave their arms around and hit desks. 
But like more so than that, like it felt a little, I don't know, I guess I want to say like classic Hollywood or golden yeah. agey yeah. where uh, you know when musical moment's going to happen when you see these two men in the background. Yeah. You're like, oh, here they are. Oh, here we are. We're going to do a little dance number. <laughs> but Roberto did have elements that were good, but we needed the Tessa, the Tessa of it all. I'm sorry. We need the campy Tessography. We needed the, the Tessa, the Tessa Williams of it all. Let's see. What else do I have here? So a little bit about Katie's storyline this episode. So she slept with a prince. First of all, relatable. Uh, <laughs> everyone has um and now she's designing the wedding dress for his fiance and she doesn't want to do it now i think realistically outside of tv world riverdale verse whatever i feel like the character of katie Keene said the right things Mm -hmm. to her boss i don't feel Mm -hmm. comfortable doing this i can't do it and like, you know, she tried her best being like, you would want somebody else to do it. But mm-hmm. I feel like everyone else, because this is a TV show, everyone else was wanting her, like, was forcing her to do it against her will a little bit. And I don't know how I feel about that. Abusive. <laughs> little abusive, little gaslighty. You know what's like really fucked up too is that like she was able to come forward and tell her boss that like she was like she knew her job was on the line but she like was brave enough to do that and then her boss was still like eh, who doesn't fuck princes sometimes it's fine go fuck yourself you're designing the stress and you're like girl Ugh. how dare how dare how dare you how dare oh my god and then um Josie kind of took the backseat in this episode, which I'm okay with. I, yeah, I will say though, I really love that I I have found like the Bevan Kalooper experience of Katie Keene okay. in Horsey? Horsey? Yes, yes, yes. I wrote that as a Jorge. Horsey? It's Horsey. They have such funny moments together, and it's mostly when they're in scenes together. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh, they found, because she kind of just floated around Riverdale. Like, she was there. And then they slammed her into this, because they're like, we're done with you in Riverdale, so you're going to have your own spin-off. background girls were, like, tighter than her, and she just kind of was there. Then they're like, we don't know what to do with Josie. Let's put her in a boxing ring with Archie and make them sing a song. They love each other. And it was like, I don't buy into it. So, like, I'm happy that she, like, has a character in this show that, like, she jives with, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's a fun scene with Josie and and Jorge. The Bevan Kalooper. The Bevan Kalooper experience of Katie Keene is Josie. <laughs> I love them. Oh, I love them. God. And you can tell the actors are having fun too. Like even when they're doing the vocal warm-ups and they're like, the lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. And they're like yelling at each other's faces. In, River- in Riverdale, you mean? Yeah. And no, in uh, uh, Keen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing well, little I mean, vocal warm-ups. I mean, there are moments in both shows, both Riverdale and Katie Keen. I'm sorry, everyone. I don't mean to be comparing both of them, but. Katie Keene didn't really give us a lot of meat this episode to talk about, so we're doing it. 
But I feel like there are moments where it feels a little unscripted in both shows that I really appreciate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like, which musical episode was it? It was Carrie, actually, where the leads and Chuck Clayton fucking steal your soul. <laughs> they were they were doing another roam up. I think they were doing like red leather, yellow leather, or the lips, mm-hmm. the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Mm-hmm. And it felt like they were just dicking around having fun. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you you could say the same about this one where I feel like in this one, there's a little more moments where it may have been unscripted and they were just dicking around. Like um, in this episode, when Jorge and Josie listen to Katie's conversation. And then they're like, and he goes like with a cup. drinks. He pretends to drink a cup of water, but the the cup is like three inches away from his mouth. Yeah. (laughs) And empty. Yes. But like, the, the way that Josie and Jorge were acting in that scene, it felt like it was like just them, you know, it like wasn't they were just goofing the around on set. Yeah. And then like, they're like, that's kind of funny. We're going to keep that in the episode. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of funny. Do it again. Cause we didn't really get the take last time. <laughs> so, but yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about the Katie Keene episode? Kiss the Spider um, before we get into Sharp and Flat. I hot take as, as I just raved about Josie forever um Uh that being said i know she's a bitch but i would have loved to have seen xandra be the spider woman yeah like i don't get she looks it yes she looks like a spider well no 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 she no 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 because if when i read about the what the what the spider woman was in the show she's vampy so Mm -hmm. Zandra, whatever the actress's name, I'm so sorry, I don't know it. Um, <laughs> she looks a little like she the way that they dress her up, she's a little vampy, you know. She's like she's sexy. sassy. She's sexy and sassy, and she would have been a gay icon if the series kept going. Right. Right. I think, and I think Josie Josie's voice sounded good in this episode. I think we're getting closer to a musical that actually suits her because I think she does pop really well. I was watching videos of her last night, just like singing on YouTube and she's got a really good voice, but she does like mainly pop. And like, I feel like they've really struggled to find a musical episode for her that like really like a musical that sits with her voice. Like Carrie, she was like a teacher, which like doesn't fit. Heather's, it fit the the storyline of the episode though. Yeah. Oh no, I know. But like, they don't, they don't do a good job in the musical episodes finding something that is good for Josie's voice. And I feel like we're the closest in this episode that we've ever been in a musical episode to finding something good for her voice. But at the end of the day, like she's really sweet and as nice as she sounded and as like awesome as she looked in the spider woman get up at the very end. I still think she's like a little too sweet for that role and the spider woman needs bite like no pun intended Mm -hmm. but like and i feel like xandra would have been really good at that i think it would have been cool to see maybe them face off doing a spider woman song together and like oh kind of like a bitchy moment and then oh like like a like 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 a a boy's mind moment a boy is mine moment like in glee with santana oh, no 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 the song 
Subtly oh. for a second. The song, The Boy Is Mine. The I'm Monica sorry. Brandy. Monica and Brandy, you know, her and Camille. Uh, okay, so uh, the actress's name for who plays Zandra is Camille Hyde. Okay. I found that out. But and I wanted to say that. But I feel like I'm looking at Ashley Murray's IMDb page at the moment mm-hmm. um, where she doesn't she has the Riverdale and Katie Keene. She was in one musical movie, uh, but I feel like I kind of want to see her in her own musical project. You know what I mean? Like not in the RGverse, like just her own. Right. You know, like, so she was in the remake of Valley Girl, mm. uh, which was a musical movie, but she was a secondary character in that. I want to see her as a lead in something she's an ingenue this i said this in my notes i was like she is an ingenue there are a tons of roles that she could do and there are tons of roles that can be easily written for her like it's not hard to write ingenues wait a second oh so she's in a (laughs) i don't know what channel this is on but she's in a holiday movie this year called christmas in harmony she plays the lead, Harmony. And okay. according to the IMDb, it says, Harmony is tricked into auditioning for the holiday chorus directed by an ex-boyfriend. By Christmas Eve, they could be harmonizing in the key of love. So we're going to do this on the on the podcast for the holidays. Oh, God. Maybe <laughs> next year. Because this year is packed full already. Who knows? It's packed. It's packed. I don't... Well... On IMDb, it's only categorized as a drama and a romance. So a dromance, a dromance. So I don't know. Uh, Ashley Mary stars Luke James is her counterpart. He was in the TV show Star. He was in the TV series Unsolved: The Murders of Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. Playing Puff Daddy. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah, in... it doesn't ring a bell. No, but like. He, I, I don't know. Might be good. It doesn't say what channel it's on, which is very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like I want to see her in her own feature. It's like a nice breakout not role. A t- not a TV movie, a feature film as as something, and, it, and it's a musical movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's an original. I don't know. Like a La La Land, but like for Ashley Murray. And better. Uh, better, better than that. Yeah, we, it's okay. We, I'm with you on that opinion. I just didn't want to say it because I didn't want to offend. So I'm glad that we're on the same. Oh, I did wait. a whole episode about it. You know this? Did? I did. Okay. I'm gonna listen to that later tonight. How dare you not listen to just my podcast? <laughs> no, I listen to things all over the place because I see an episode that you do, and I'm like, oh, this show, oh, that show, oh, oh, and I'm like. So, like, my whole Life's But a Song playlist on my phone is, like, listened to, listened to, and it, like, skips around. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I bookmarked that, and I was supposed to listen to that, and then, like, I listened to another one instead. Oh, I'm promoting, we were promoting my podcast in mid-episode. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Guys, no, it's so good. 70, 79 episodes in. We all love it. Let's get into yeah. Sharp Flat, shall we? We shall. Sharp flat so in this section we're going to highlight some moments whether we talked about it or not i feel like we've talked about some of mine okay not really if we liked it it's sharp 
And if we didn't like it or thought it can be changed, it's flat. I also have a natural. You have a natural. I, I don't. So let's start with your sharp, though, and then we'll go from there. Okay. So I talked a little bit about this, um, but just overall sharp to the friendship between Josie and Jorge. They have really good chemistry and comedic timing. Um, and I, highlighted, I highlighted the scene that we talked about. Uh, that's one of my sharps. And she's like a good friend who cares about Jorge's feelings too. Like Pepper's like, oh, my darling, you're going to be the spider woman. She's like, yeah, have we even asked Jorge if he's cool with this? Because we can't. She's like, oh, that's showbiz, baby. And she's like, shut up. Um, <laughs> Pepper's a horrible friend. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you- that Josie's the one that picks up on that. Yeah, she's just like, no, man, we got to find out if this is okay with Jorge first. And I would easily watch a spinoff show with just the two of them. Should I put us the spoiler alert at the beginning of this episode? Because we kind of spoiled. Oh, yeah. yeah, great. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's to be expected if we're going to dissect it's, uh, anything. To talk about, yes. Yeah, um, but I feel like this one, since it's still kind of newish. I was, too soon. Go. Too soon. Uh, what else you got for Sharps? Uh, sharp to Jorge for making an Into the Woods reference because I'm always a sucker for an Into the Woods reference because it's my favorite musical of all time. Uh, he goes, oh, to be pursued by a prince to Katie when she's like bitching about her stupid life. And I'm like, yay, he made an Into the Woods reference. <laughs> and then uh, all of these sharps involve Jorge. Uh, sharps to Johnny Beauchamp. And I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I'm guessing. Um, Sharps to him and Nathan Lee Graham for carrying this episode vocally and stealing every single scene they were in. And like, I know that Nathan is an accomplished Broadway actor already. Like he's been all over Broadway. If you type in Nathan Lee Graham, Cruella DeVille, you're welcome. Okay. It's fantastic. He's incredible. Um, But I really hope that this show does open more doors for Johnny because I think he's also incredible. And like, I don't think he's ever been on Broadway. Like I did some digging and he's been in like movies. He's had some TV show stuff. He's sang in general, like there's also videos of him uh, on YouTube. Look up Johnny Beauchamp wig in a box uh, callback to Hedwig. It's so good. Like whoever taped it was fucking drunk, but like, the sound, if you just close your eyes and listen to him, he's incredible. Okay, so and don't I just watch it, but listen to it. I mean, you can kind of like watch it with one eye, but you might like Got get it. nauseous because. So watch it through the fingers, like put put my hands over my my eyes, but like open them yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, okay. Like those Kanye West. Oh, I'm sorry, Ye West, uh, shutter shades <laughs> from two thousands. But yeah, I just really hope that this show opens more doors for Johnny because I think he's incredible and Broadway is seriously missing out. So like, hire him mm-hmm. now. Yes. Now. Those well, are my shirts. I actually, I know you hated it, but I actually loved the scene where Pepper and like conned the the Cabot the siblings. It was just so... Well, the scene I, itself is funny. It was so funny. And that's why I loved it. Um, I also... <laughs> Love the line, call me Hell Prince, because I have a brilliant idea. And that's because Hell Prince directed Kiss of the Spider-Woman. You're welcome, everyone. Love. Yeah, this episode, 
was had Easter eggs and layers and things like that. So I, Roberto, I'll give you a pass, but it's still not a Tessa episode. We, you needed Tessa to like do a pass at the script. You need a Tessa sode. Um, I real, I, I'm gonna sharp that Katie's des- drawing style for her designs is the comics. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, if you go back and look at when she hands off the wedding dress designs, it is definitely Archie Comics de- uh, characters. Check that out. Um, and then I, last but not least, I sharped Josie's Spider Woman finale costume. I gasped. It was beautiful. I didn't really like Jorge's as much. As mm-hmm. much. I did like it. You liked it. But I loved Josie's Spider Woman head to toe. The Bob oh, wig, the the everything. Like mm-hmm. that kiss at the end was mm-hmm. beautiful. Actually, mm-hmm. question is Jorge technically Molina in the end? I think the thing they were going for was like Molina has been taken over by the Spider Woman. Right, but uh the Spider Woman kiss is what kills people or him. I think mm-hmm. I read that. And they kind of recreated that with them kissing and him quote unquote dying. So yeah. I didn't know if he was supposed to be Molina at the end or what have you. I, I'm acting like I know the show Kiss of the Spider Woman <laughs> right now. I, I don't know it. It was like indicative of like the symbolism of like I was this person, but now I'm being swallowed by this person. Ooh, yeah. Like a spider eats its its prey. I can see that now. I kind of wish though that their outfits went a little more together then. Yeah. But I really love Josie's outfit. Anyway, okay. So you said you had a natural. So every once in a while in this section, we have what's called a natural. It's neither a sharp nor a flap, but we still need to talk about it. I don't have one. I couldn't really find one this episode, but what was yours? So uh, bringing up Riverdale again, I think it's interesting that both Katie Keene and Cheryl Blossom have red as their signature color, yet Katie is all hearts and love and Cheryl is blood. <laughs> like, oh, like it's too very different like i am red and she's i love red but like they both really love red but it's a completely different they both have well and cheryl has like that porcelain white skin and also is a redhead Mm -hmm. and lucy hale has a little olive in her skin tone i if she's got that raven hair and she's got raven hair so it like works differently for them too like I see that. I see I see what you did there. But I just thought like it wasn't like sharp or flat. It was just like I think it's really interesting that two main characters on these shows are always in red, but it's a very different character. I don't think I need to rewatch Katie Keene. I don't I remember her not always in red, but I could be wrong. So. She wears other colors, but like red is this is the staple. That's yeah, like she's mainly in red. Like Cheryl is always in red. Yeah. Maybe has black or like another color as an accent. But Katie wears a lot of everything, but red is like her go-to color. Is that what you're Yeah. Like okay. that's her that's where she because she loves her hearts. And I, I noticed too in this episode that like the letters are usually red. 
the Katie Keen letters, but it was blue this time. And the oh. hearts on her little collar were blue. And I was like, I don't know if like spiders are blue because I don't think they are. So I'm looking at the Kiss of the Spider Woman album art. And as you can see, I'm showing it to you via yeah. Zoom. There's a lot of blues going on. Yeah. So I think it was more for like aesthetic. Yeah, like a creepy, like <laughs> not black, but stage lighting, you use blue to like gotcha. rep- be like a little, you know, foreboding and everything. So maybe that's what they were going for. I think it'd be great to have a Riverdale crossover episode because Katie Keene is canceled, where Katie Keene comes back to Riverdale. And oh my God, could she join the cast? Her... Huh? Do you think she could join the cast? I want some drama? her to, but I would love the drama to be that her and Cheryl are fighting over red. <gasps> red is my color. And she's just like, um, actually, no, but let me design this beautiful dress. And Cheryl's just like shoots her with an arrow. Done. But she's Tessa, fine. Tessa, for the next musical episode, do this. Uh- <laughs> would love it. And like, she's a killer. So give her something to sing that showcases her voice because oh I voted for that bitch on American Juniors in 2003. Oh, okay. She's always been good, Lucy Hale. Uh, what were your flats for this episode? <laughs> pepper. <laughs> <laughs> My first flat is Pepper. I cannot stand Pepper. She is a shitty friend. She reminds me of an unfunny version of Tahani. She name drops, but there's like no punchline to the name drops. I don't hate the actress. She's adorable. Like, again... Again, this is the writing. We're the character. Best. But Pepper as a character is insufferable. I think she is the Veronica Lodge of Katie Keene. And I have the same vomiting reaction to her saying Pepper Plant as I do to Veronica saying Daddy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can Just see like, that. Shut up. I, interestingly, I think Veronica Lodge, though, if she was in this episode, would have been an interesting Spider-Woman. Like, I think like this is actually... Ooh. Like in her wheelhouse of because she's got like a richer lower tone and she's Hispanic and she's got some Cheetah Rivera vibes. vibes. So I feel like that could have been a fun crossover, but like flat for Pepper. I can't stand her. And after how many years on Riverdale, she gets the over the top acting campiness. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she would bring something different to Katie Keene. Yeah. And she's like, Katie I'm Keen. town visiting. My BFF Katie Keene that I talk to once a season. Or like, talk about once every other season. <laughs> she's like, okay, oh, KO, who dates my best friend Katie Keene? Uh, do you have any other flats? Flats for flats all around for toxic masculinity. Fuck Prince Errol. Katie made a huge mistake, but she's at least like trying to do right by it. Fuck Guy Lamontague or whatever the fuck his name is. He's an asshole. He's a prick. Fuck and him. Fuck, fuck him so hard and not in so a good way. Yeah, and not in a good way. And not then in like a sexy also way. fuck Jorge's homophobic dad. Well, okay. I flatted Diva Daphne Rubin Vega's character being also slightly homophobic. Yeah, or like 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 enabling the homophobia. Well, I mean, they talk. She talks about it a lot this episode, and you're like, okay, so are you actually homophobic, or is he really homophobic, or are you both like homophobic? But then, when Jorge's dad is like, now you can take the dress off, 
I was like, oh, I get it. But before that, he seemed really interested in his son performing. And I was just like, you're taking me all over the place. Pick one. Pick one. Who's the homophobe? Who do we hate? Who am I supposed to not like? It's interesting that he's like cool about him being gay, but like not about being in drag. So dragophobe? Like he's a dragophobe. Is that a word? Is that still part of homophobia? Okay. You heard Um, it here. I also didn't like the gay bashing and New York City undertones that they were talking about this episode, where I was Mm -hmm. just like, that doesn't really exist in the city. Like, I'm not saying that there aren't homophobes there, but like, it's not. There isn't like an uprising gay bashing in the city. That's never a thing. It's not the 60s. Or 80s. It's not the the 80s. It's not a thing anymore. It's 2021, bitches. Or 2020 in this case. We were we were all indoors, so there was no definitely no gay bashing, no crime, no crime. Uh, and then I also flatted that the show got canceled. I agree with that flat. Mm-hmm. That for show being canceled, uh, I said flat for having so much Broadway talent build on this show and not using them in the musical episode, like except for Daphne Rubin Vega. <laughs> well, why does Nathan Lee Graham only get part of a song? Why did Daphne Rubin Vega? not get a belt song why was she singing cheer up charlie for spiders mm-hmm. like where the fuck are andre de shields and bernadette peters right where are they they were too busy filming um tick tick boom probably <laughs> but i'm just like they have them and then they didn't use them true it's mad and mm-hmm. then flat for not featuring lucy hale better seeing as that yeah. she plays the title character well this was a hard episode because I mean, even us talking about it, we didn't, you have to talk about the season as a whole with this episode, because unlike some of the Riverdale musical episodes, this isn't like all of the storylines colliding. Mm -hmm. This is like another chapter in the bigger story. So Mm -hmm. to not play into the fact that every every episode of oh wait i think actually this is called like chapter seven kiss of the spider woman my bad everyone is Uh, jughead writing this show too (gasps) a twist it's a twist jughead's failed book yeah (laughs) it's called chapter seven kiss of the spider woman i'm so sorry everyone i i failed you on the title but i feel like this is just like not a special musical episode like it it has to be part of the rest of the season. It can't just stand out like a lot of the Riverdale ones do. Right. Well, wait. Okay, so let me ask you this. You mm-hmm. watch Sabrina. I, I can't watch Sabrina because Satan scares me, but you watch Sabrina. Oh, Are God. her episodes chapters as well? I don't remember, but I can do a quick IMDb search. Because, like, that would be wild if Jughead was writing all of these books. <laughs> So, yes, but I think, I don't think that's a Jughead thing. I think that's a Roberto thing. Oh, Roberto's books then. Yes, because Roberto did develop this one as well. Would you add any of these songs to your life's playlist? I'm, I said no. I left it blank. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I said no. I, I mean, the only one that might be interesting to listen to outside of the episode is the titular song kiss of the spider woman but like the even like peppers upbeat one and daphne rubin vega like 
And even dressing them up, I was just like, I included dressing them up. Dressing them up makes me happy. I don't I don't think I can li- like I I I don't think I can really listen to them. Cuz I, I again, I don't know I don't know Kiss of the Spider-Woman that well. Right. So right. I think it might be that and I think it it's the Tessa of it all. Tessa, where were you? Tessa, where were you? But like I don't know. I I would add these the ones that feature Johnny to my playlist just because I love hearing him sing. Would mm-hmm. it be something I would jam out to? No. Is it something that I would listen to and just be like, yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, and I, I love him. I see you. I see that. I don't feel that way, but I see what you're saying. Well, here's the big problem: is that. For a musical episode of a TV show, this was way too grounded, which is fine. Which is which I think was our complaint with Carrie, if I remember correctly. Like there wasn't the fan- uh, enough of a fantasy. Like Riverdale, Heather's, and Riverdale, anything post Heather like, show is grounded. Where this show is grounded, Riverdale is flying into the stratosphere. Right. Like it is looking for Jeff Bezos in place. <laughs> Riverdale's like Jeff, where you at? Will Shatner, where you at? We're here. We Riverdale. We are not grounded. Oh my god! And on that note, <laughs> Ashley, we're done with the episode. I'm calling it. Uh, is there anything you want to plug or promote? Honestly, uh, not on a personal level. Again, I'm recovering from surgery, but I hopefully will have stuff uh, coming back up after I recover, but just in general, the holidays are upon us and the world can be scary. So I say be safe and be mindful. I'm gonna add I'm gonna add be kind to one another. We're still in the panorama. In the pandemic Lovato. Yeah, so still be kind to one another. Please like, you know, we just had Thanksgiving. Like, let's let's get yeah. through. Let's get through the next few weeks together. <laughs> and just like take deep breaths. Self care is important. Get a Make booster. Ones. Get a booster. I got a booster, and I'm fine. Yep. <laughs> I promote vaccines. I promote vaccines too. And if you are vaccinated, <laughs> or if you want to tell me about Kiss of the Spider Woman, the show, not the katie keen version of it you can you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com i'm also on facebook instagram and twitter at buttersongpod ashley is at schlebele which will be on instagram which will be in the show notes i'm promoting that for you uh and if you want to be part of the next episode's conversation we're talking about a goofy movie (gasps) oh jelly oh my god my heart Mm-hmm. it was such a great conversation too it's i i admitted then and i'll say it now i haven't watched but prior to the episode i didn't i haven't watched a goofy movie in like 25 years or 30 years however however old it is that's how long i've watched it i haven't watched well, it. i'm excited to listen to that episode and i will be listening to that episode Powerline man that's all i'm gonna say oh, oh my god oh my god so good yeah. thanks for it having is. me you're <laughs> welcome we're gonna have you back um so 
future plans i normally never do this like make announcements at the end of with a guest but because riverdale season five technically had two musical episodes ashley's gonna come back on as her correspondent self you know reporting live from wherever she is in the world at the time and (laughs) uh we're gonna talk about the josie and the pussycat episode so Josie gets an episode. Josie gets an episode of Riverdale. Suck it, bitches. And then uh, she leaves. <laughs> and then she takes the mic and leaves. Because it's potentially going to be a spinoff episode. Who knows? So. Who knows? We'll talk about it later. But for right now, we gotta go. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta go to uh, not Mar- Marie's Crisis. What do they call it? Molly, Molly's Crisis. Molly's Crisis. We gotta go to Molly's Crisis. Then gotta go to Molly's Crisis and watch some good drag. Watch some good drag. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to Castbox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.